if I could teach you one thing about nutrition, what would that be? Kia ora, I'm Janet, a qualified personal trainer, nutrition coach and mum of four boys. You're listening to The Riggs Ramblings, a podcast that is a space and a place for you to be while we explore the non-bullshit approach to nutrition, exercise and all the bits in between. I have a huge passion for movement and ordinary people achieving extraordinary things. So we'll have some adventures and we'll be joined by some epic guests along the way who will share their wild journeys through this thing we call life. Let's crank on into it. Kia ora, Janet here, and you're listening to the Riggs Ramblings podcast. This is episode number seven, where we're going to talk about dietary behaviour. As you may remember from my earlier podcast, number three, I believe, you will have heard me say that number three, four, and seven episodes of this podcast somehow got deleted in our original editing. So this is a rehash. 7.5, possibly. So dietary behaviour. What is dietary behaviour? Well, it encompasses many aspects, and it's a term which is used for inconsistency across different disciplines um, of the way we nourish ourselves, I suppose you can say. Um, It is a way of making food choices. It's about making decisions, isn't it? Behaviour is all about patterns, decisions, movement, uh, not actually in the physical sense, but as in growth or um, failing for that matter. Um, It really can affect how we feel. It can affect our decision-making, it can affect our sleep, so there's lots and lots of different aspects of dietary behaviour. It is a key element of my one-to-one package. I work with um, my clients on behaviour for the most part. It is a vital part of being successful in your dietary habits, behaviour, slash insert word here. Really trying to not use the word diet here because it is misunderstood and misrepresented online. Diet actually is food. Period. Big square box. It is not a diet. And most people will say to me that they've been on a diet or some sort of diet for 30 years and if I could help one person to not have to do that, winning already. But yeah, so um, our dietary behaviours are a combination of genetic Physical, social, and physiological factors. Wow. It actually is a big deal. And, you know, lots of these lead us to a positive way of nourishing ourselves. And in some aspects, it can also lead us to a negative uh, behavior, such as disordered eating. That's another uh, podcast episode down the line. A little bit. Um, I am educated on eating, um, disordered eating rather, um, not on eating disorders. I can acknowledge one, I can be aware of one, however I'm not the person to help you out with an actual eating disorder. If you do happen to believe you have an eating disorder, then please do speak to your doctor or your GP and ask to be referred to a university trained dietitian or nutritionist and a counsellor. I'm not even going to scrimp there. That's the advice to take. Please implement it for your own self or for those around you. So, 
Um, what can sort of influence our eating behaviours? So like I said, cultural, it's evolutionary, it's social, it's family, it's individual, it's economic and it's psychological. There are so many aspects to it. And psychology plays a large part of weight management. So if you're here listening to the Riggs Ramblings for weight management or nutrition advice or adjusting your behaviours, then this is probably the podcast to listen to. It's not going to fix your problems, but it's certainly probably, hopefully, going to allow you to understand why things are the way they are and why we can sometimes struggle to mitigate our behaviour patterns around food. Um, you know, our, if you think of behaviour in terms of our eating patterns and then you think of cognition, which is our thinking, we you know, have to identify sometimes our self-defeating thinking patterns that can influence the way that we um, eat and nourish ourselves. Now I don't always need, I'm not, sorry, I'm not always meaning this in a negative connotation of diet as in weight loss and um, restriction, but even sometimes just thinking, you know, as we do, like we're in the start of technically spring, uh, I'm pretty sure it's trying to snow out there, um, you know, those foods that are available to us at the moment, we're sort of, you know, possibly getting a little bit over that, like there's only so much sweet and silver beet you want to eat. And so, you know, that alone can make us think a little bit negative about our, um, you know, the food choices that um, we have. You know, and what we need to sort of think about when we're thinking about dieting or dietary um, behaviour is, you know, are we ready for a change and are we able to self-monitor? Um, because it's so easy to have negative or self-defeating sort of thoughts, you know, it's too hard, I can't, I don't want, I can't have, I, you know, must do this, and it becomes this really minefield of negative bullshit, I suppose we could say, but a very real behaviour, and, you know, we don't need to be negative about it, and we don't have to be miserable when we think of our nutrition, um, you know, I'm always one that tries to find a positive in everything. Like, don't get me wrong, I love holistic, um, but I'm no, um, you know, guru when it comes to this sense. But being positive, like, you know, I realise I am. I, you know, I need to think how I can, you know, reduce the impacts these things, you know, might have had. I, I know that I must have triggers. I need to learn what my triggers are. How can I learn to navigate them when I encounter them, you know, am I hungry, am I, have I got cravings, could I be eating better, like these are all questions that we need to sort of reflect on and see if we can alter them, understand them and apply them for our own self-benefit, you know, it's more of the do's and less of the don'ts and you know, just as I speak of and, and have spoken of in other podcasts about doing the doing for the greater sense, our behaviour is the same thing. But again, we don't want to look at it in this massive big picture and it just be this huge thing we put on a pedestal and ultimately then end up shoving in the too hard basket. Um, you know, we want to be able to make our behaviours be achievable, consistent and sustainable, isn't it? Um, you know, and 
we need to be able to navigate our way through it all um, so that we can do what's best for us and best with how, um, you know, we could help ourselves to help ourselves. Sounds silly, doesn't it? But it's not really. You know, we can have mentors and coaches that are going to help us, help us acknowledge things and see behaviours and give us the tools. But at the end of the day, it's each of us as individuals that need to help us help ourselves. Um, you know, and how do you do that? You know, especially if some of the dieting or dietary behaviour is economic, and it's so economic at the moment, isn't it? I mean, goodness sake, we're in um, a time of inflation. Food has never been more expensive for us in my lifetime. Um, in my parents' lifetime, it probably has been before. They've been through Rogenomics, of course. But like inflation, there is no flaming way that my um, tight-ass Tuesday shopper, aka my 12-year-old, who um, is a mathematician and loves to go grocery shopping and spend the least amount of money possible, um, you know, there's no way that he would allow a $7 cauliflower in this house. I generally grow them anyway. Um, but I also am not going to pay $7 for a cauliflower. So what can we do to mitigate that? Well, we can buy frozen veggies. Far cheaper. In fact, the, nutri the nutrient value is normally higher because they've been snap frozen. Um, and over you know, a cauliflower that's sat in your fridge for a week, day by day, as it's aged, it loses its um, nutrients. So that's one way that we can sort of mitigate it. Canned food even. There is nothing wrong with canned food. Sure, they're not going to taste as great, but they are cheap and they are a great way that you're going to get all of those nutrients and fibre um, and minerals and vitamins in when the real deal is a little bit too expensive. It's hard right now. Interest rates are sky high. Food costs the earth. Fuels through the roof. There's lots and lots of economic reasons why it's hard at the moment. And don't ever underestimate estimate the power that has over us as individuals. Um, you know, then we think about our family. You know, fussy eaters, allergies, wants and dislikes. Uh, I love flavoursome food. There's only one other child in this house that does. The rest of them have got a very limited palate. That certainly affects the way that I... Um, choose what we eat for our meals because you know who wants to listen to the whinging and the moaning sure as shit not me so yeah then social things affect the way we eat you know going places knowing what to eat is that food going to trigger something that we don't want to be triggered with you know it's um am i going to overeat it am i going to under eat it am i going to eat it all um these things they all take a toll and they all add into the way that we process our thoughts and behaviour patterns around nutrition and food. So in thinking about that, 
What are our nutritional behaviours? So nutritional behaviours are some of all planned spontaneous or habitual actions of individuals or social groups to procure, prepare and consume food as well as those actions related to storage and clearance. What a mouthful. But it is quite capturing, it's quite depicting and um, you know we've got to think about how the food that we do eat and choose to eat and our behaviour and mannerisms around it affect our actual health and well-being um, you know because our you know regular eating helps us to regulate our blood sugars and our hormones I'm not an endocrinologist and I'm sure shit not a doctor so I'm not going to dive deep into there other than you need to know that that's what happens and it's normal um, if it didn't happen you'd be dead quite simple do not really need to um, think you know more than that um, into those things but then you can also think about how does the food affect us you know um, by taking charge of our appetite what does that mean for us well that can mean that you could be feeling calmer you could have higher energy levels you're uh, you know you might be more alert um, you be can concentrate for longer you'd be more productive there are many many um, benefits to leveling out the way that we address our nutrition behaviors um, and having a real you know positive um, relationship with our nutrition you know because at the end of the day what we do eat affects us it affects how we feel and it should make you feel good you should enjoy it and it should do you well um, you know and by learning to be that little bit more mindful about the choices we make um, you may be able to and this is you know a general assumption this is by not uh, by no means meaning that this is something that you may um, resonate with but you know by being more mindful we can take charge a little bit with things like um, binging or compulsive eating or under eating um, or eating in secret um, you know and being in charge I guess you could say you may gain you know all of those overall benefits that will give you improved health markers easier movement and improved body image um, an increase in energy and alertness and you know throughout these episodes of the podcast you're always going to hear me say that your size or weight is the least interesting thing about you but um, still though we need to be honest and open with ourselves that we often have the best of intentions to nourish ourselves in a positive and endearing way but I mean it's often a really challenging um, you know task really and you know sometimes the tasks that come with that is our coping mechanisms the way that we deal with you know boredom our stress or anxiety or even our prolonged feelings of enjoyment um, you know being able to cope with those in the short term may um, help us to soothe and ease our feelings or not feel any regret or guilt um, but we just have to make sure that we somehow address the root of the problem without causing further stress you know if we are eating out of those reasons and often when we are eating out of those reasons we're going for highly palatable foods so higher in calories easy to overeat we just kind of you know might need to dig a little bit deeper there and see why like what's causing those issues what's causing the stress can we minimize it can we mitigate it can we make better choices around those things 
um, you know, it's tricky, really, um, sometimes. And that's where it goes back to what I spoke about right at the start, about psychology and cognitive behaviour. Um, you know, because that's the... Um, it's kind of the way we approach things and helps us to deal with patterns and behaviours. Um, you know, and so through cognitive thinking, we can sort of determine a person's readiness to change. That, you know, means that we can become aware um, of what needs to be done to achieve the goals and then also be able to understand what's going to be involved to reach them and being able to make the commitment to starting to do the doing you know along that way you can learn how to self-monitor when you're self-monitoring that goes back to us talking earlier about those triggers you know um make you aware of what you're eating in the mindful in the moment rather and be more mindful of the choices keeping in mind's eye your portions making sure that you stay focused um the three t's time taste texture that's another podcast for you um you know and being able to create consistency for long-term progress through there um, and staying on on track, really, isn't it? And, you know, breaking linkages, it's, um, you know, it's not keeping the bad crap around for any other reason than just keeping the bad crap around. Sometimes we can just hold on to those negative thought feelings and patterns because we feel safe there. Because growth is awkward, it's uncomfortable, it can be painful. Crikey dick, you should have seen me over this last month trying to get this bloody podcast out. Discomfort galore. Hugely uncomfortable because I didn't know how to do it. They had to learn how to do it. They had to seek out help. They had to ask for help. And that's one thing I don't like doing. Nutrition and food behaviours are exactly alike. They can stimulate all of those self-defeating thoughts like this is too hard I can't do it I don't want to do it um, you know if I don't reach my target weight in three days I've failed um, you know and then also that can also lead to um, the other end of when you have reached your goal or you know reached your ideal weight ran your race like how do you then get to maintenance does that mean you all of a sudden go back to eating the way you ate before or eating everything and anything or not exercising or not setting new goals you know no it doesn't we have to keep going we have to keep maintaining learning what maintenance looks like for you I can help you here um, you know and setting new goals you know it's yeah part of it what are some of the top tips for healthy eating to help with all of this, you might ask? Don't skip meals. One of the worst things you can do for yourself is tell yourself that you're not hungry and skip a meal. Because it's not true. You will be hungry. You're just ignoring it. Being hungry does not mean you're going to be successful in weight loss. Just as overeating doesn't mean you're going to be successful in growing muscle. Plan your meals and snacks ahead of time. It's so much easier to stay on target if you've got it with you or you know what you're going to have. Even if you are planning to have takeaways, knowing what takeaways you're going to have, knowing what you're going to order, all of those things, you know, it all plays a part. Keep track. Sometimes we need to keep a food diary to be aware of what we're doing. That works both ways, in a calorific deficit and a calorific surplus. 
for instance, I keep a track of it sometimes because I need to make sure that I'm eating enough to cover my training. Otherwise, I'm not going to recover in time. Um, drink plenty of water. You know, it's the old adage, you know, drink, if you think you're hungry, have a glass of water. If you're still hungry, you're actually hungry. Kind of true, but not really relevant in all mind places. But if you keep your hydration up, you sometimes will find that you actually were thirsty and not hungry. Um, be attentive. Time, taste, texture. Another podcast there. Um, you know, what does that mean? Don't eat standing up. Don't eat watching TV. Sit down at the table. Interact with your loved ones. Um, do so at the kitchen table not standing in the kitchen um, watch your portion sizes allow a wide range of foods be positive give yourself encouragement pat yourself on the back when you achieve what you want to achieve be gentle to yourself don't beat yourself up if it didn't go to plan you know and do your best and whatever that best is for you everybody's best is different always got to come back to you what your goals are what you want out of this journey and acknowledging if it goes a little bit tits up seeking help when you need it addressing those behaviors because there's so many of them and we only touched on a few i could go deep into the rest of the factors that influence our behavior cultural evolution social family Individual economic and psychology, like we've only touched on a couple because otherwise this would just go off on a massive tangent and you'd get a bit bored. But yeah, there's so many factors to it. It is not just you, it is the bigger picture. We break the bigger picture down into rooms and then we can break those rooms down into compartments, partitions, sorts of things. So yeah, I hope you've learned something today. In um, episode 7, they're talking about dietary habits. You've been listening to The Ribs Ramblings, a perfectly imperfect podcast. Uh, as per usual, you can find us on our socials under the Rig Mobile Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. Or if you'd like to get in touch or I can help you in some way, you can contact me at janet at rigstrength.com. Save us as your favourite podcast and I really cannot wait to see where this takes us. Bye.